Mr. Waller, I've offered this man a lot of money to do this, okay? Because it's worth it to me. However, I don't care if I end up penniless. I don't care if I have to spend my life savings. I will see to it that you end up in the hospital for one week, Mr. Waller. Do you understand me? <laughs> I need me a Japanese. Ah! <laughs> I love it! I love it! I'm gonna be people from everywhere! I need me a Japanese! I don't have to defend the title of me! I'm here, and I'm gonna be here until I feel like I wanna leave. And if you don't like me being here, train to be a professional wrestler, get in this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you. Hello there, folks. Welcome to the very first episode of We Don't Know Wrestling Society X, the one and only podcast uh, about the very short-lived MTV wrestling television program. Um... Really trailblazing content here we're about to discuss. Um, and for the very first episode, we're going to have someone that has not been on a podcast yet. Uh, Crispy Lettuce. Yes, this is Crispy Lettuce here. Uh, probably famous, well, I don't know about famous, but more well-known for my YouTube channel, Armstrong Alley, and my Twitter channel. Uh, on Twitter, which is mostly dedicated to old school wrestling and complaining about modern wrestling, but that said, I am a very big fan of WSX. Yeah, I was about to say, um, it feels like your whole Twitter, your whole everything you are trying to put out there is very dedicated to old school wrestling, something you have a passion for. Um, but pretty much the maybe not the opposite, maybe we'll get into that in the episode, but um. A very, very different promotion um, in wrestling sex. This is not at all anything <laughs> like my favorite promotion, which is Southeastern Continental, which you can watch on my YouTube channel, Armstrong Alley. But yes, WS, WSX is very different from what I usually uh, like to watch. But that said, I like WSX for what it is. Yeah, this is... The episode we watched, episode one... Um, is from the DVD, and with that, um, there was some production, maybe not issues, but inconsistencies with the television program, is that on every episode of WSX, they had a live performance from a band, um, and episode one was Black... Oh, that's right, that's why the episodes are so much shorter, okay, I was wondering, like, 19 minutes seems a little short, that's, yeah, okay, no, I know why. So, when they were putting out the DVDs, um, through big vision entertainment which had like a distribution deal with fye and some other stores um they had to cut the music content weirdly enough i was to- gonna skip them anyway so who cares <laughs> we weren't gonna watch were we gonna watch those no. were we gonna talk about the live musical performances no no we weren't no okay um the very first episode has black label society which i only note um just because the elite singer is going to be the guest commentator uh, Zach Wild. So, yes, that is a thing of WSX. They always have guest commentators for music, and uh, it's a very hit and miss. Yeah, I would say some of them like wrestling and are good, and some of them they're, uh, yeah, no. I would say, on the whole, Zach Wild in the grand scheme of Wrestling Society X guest commentators, not all that bad. But no. to to get us started here, we got. Brett Ernst and Chris Kloss uh, introducing us to WSX. And right off the bat, uh, we had the introduction of 
the WSX Rumble, which is just a, they lay out some rules and it all sounds very contrived right off the bat, which is how you want to start a wrestling promotion is with uh, TNA-esque rules set up in place for your first <laughs> big match in the promotion history. So let's just also say this show has only two matches on it. Yeah, it's not jam-packed with content, but lots of camera cuts. It and has a lot of stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> That's pretty much all it's got is stuff, stuff, and more stuff. Um, and that first match is Matt Seidel versus Jack Evans. Um, AEW's Matt Seidel and Jack Evans now. Um, whoa, 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 are you going to skip past the ring announcer K. Fabian? Let's I, not skip over the ring announcer. This guy... Is hype. It's like he took, I don't know how many lines of coke you'd have to take to get that hyped up, but he he took a few of them. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, GQ money. Um, he would, he, he's going to be consistent present on these episodes. And yeah, um, they definitely were like, hey, we want you just to get as amped up as humanly possible, have your veins just popping out um, and really <laughs> make it your own. And he did just that. He did just that. Um, this guy's vest on. He, he's going the whole nine. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's like all the way up to 11. He went all the way past 10 up to 11. No, I loved it. I loved it. Um, it and I think it just brings the whole vibe of this show. Like, okay, this is going to be a little too much. They take it to 11 and then they're like, but what if we just try to tweak it a little bit and make it 12? Um, and it don't always work, but at least they're trying. At least they're trying. Um, but with that first match, you got Matt Seidel versus Jack Evans. Matt Seidel is brought to the ring by Lizzie Borden. They've got this whole... Uh, now, she's called Lizzie Valentine. Oh, so. sorry. Sorry. Lizzie Valentine. Um, and it's got this whole, like, jock and your... I don't know what the, the, the trope is, but... Valley Girl. She's very much go. a Valley Girl. Uh, clueless. Yeah, so, like, I was like, oh, these are very much shitty people from my old high school. This is this is great. Um, I don't... This is a very West Coast wrestling product, which is kind of different from what you usually see. There's not a whole lot of West Coast wrestling that you see get televised. This is very West Coast wrestling. You get the Valley Girl... You get the, it's kind of Hollywood. Yeah, and they say that Jack Evans gets to claim P-Town, Parkland, Washington, as his hometown. And I'm not sure how I feel about Parkland, Washington going by P-Town, but there we go. Um, And this match is just pretty much cut after cut after cut of big move, big move, big move. And like, I don't know. Now, this, this match total goes like three minutes and 30 seconds, and it's... Like nonstop. Now, if we were going to call something total nonstop action, it would be this match. Yeah, they don't mess around. Like, there's, there's very, no downtime. Um, Literally within like 30 seconds of the match, Jack Evans takes a bump over the top rope and lands with the back of his head smashing against the guardrail, and then that's followed up by Matt Seidel immediately doing this incredible dive on top of him. So yeah, this is just like we're just gonna. To do everything we can in three minutes and 30 seconds and just blow you away. Yeah, and then at one point he calls Seidel a bitch when he's doing a counter. And I was like, oh, this is this is edgy wrestling. This is what we're doing. <laughs> and the commentators have to call it out so that you know it happened and that we're in the, uh, the cool kid table, uh, so to speak. So, yeah, there's not, no wasted 
moment here. This is a match that you definitely know probably actually lasts about 10 minutes in the live setting. No, I'm, I'm telling myself this match lasted 3 minutes and 30 seconds and there was nothing cut out. That's just all this match was. That's what I'm going to believe. Uh, it's probably the better reality, to be <laughs> honest. Um, and this is just, this is fun. This is a great way to start off the wrestling promotion. As, now, I want to oh, say, I like Lizzie Valentine as the manager of Matt Seidel. She's very good at her Valley Girl uh, gimmick with the, she does the little loser L over the forehead for Jack Evans. She's very clueless. It's a little late, maybe, to do a clueless gimmick, but I still like it. Yeah. Um, they're the very least saying, okay, this wrestling promotion is going to have characters. Um, and this is kind of the vibe of the whole thing. It's going to be all action, but we're still going to have um, some life in the product and not just straight moves, 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 moves. Um, yeah, right. it, if we're going to say that this match basically tells you everything about what this promotion is going to be. Yeah, if this first match doesn't, at the very least, this and the next match will just encapsulate, okay, this is the entire basis for what this promotion is. Um, and I respect that. Yeah, they're not trying to hide. They're, they're like, okay, this is what we are, um, and I like what they are. It's different. It's flashy. It's not... No wasted kind of right. production. No other, I've not seen any other, and I've seen a lot of wrestling, a lot of obscure wrestling. I've not seen any other wrestling that's quite like Wrestling Society X. Uh, if for better and worse, there is some dumb shit in this promotion, but for this, like, this is great. This is what I want. Um, there is a one point where Jack Heavens hits like this tornado kick, and Matt Seidel just drops himself on his neck, which I'm like, you know what? respect for that this is your three minutes and 30 seconds of fame and you just bumped right there and you're yeah these guys just said we're just gonna do fucking everything we can and we're just gonna hit every cool move we can within three minutes and 30 seconds yeah take bumps that probably are wholly unnecessary for this um Uh, yeah i mean a guy hits his back of his head on the guardrail within 30 seconds that basically tells you what's gonna happen here um at one point wild says that this, this match is very similar to a, a, a fight he saw with Father Morella in this church when he was 13, yes, so I thought that was yes. good. <laughs> um, and that's, I, that is the benefit of having someone that is outside of wrestling, because then, you know what, hey, tell me a dumb story about like that. That works. I'm I'm with it. Um, but yeah, like I don't think the ending of this match is all that wild after everything we see, honestly. No, we get we get Lizzie Valentine tries to interfere. She grabs Jack Evans' leg. Uh, Jack Evans is somehow so strong that his force pulls her into the ring while she's holding on to his foot. Then he does like the old hardy move where he jumps off her back and jumps on the Matt Seidel in the corner. Yeah, and then and then it ends with Jack Evans doing the six thirty splash, which is an impressive move, I will say. Yeah, it is a capital C cool move. Um, Yes. Yeah, it's a bit corny. I think it works. Um, It'd be really like, okay, this is the kind of wrestling that we're going to see on this program, and this is the kind of finish we can see on this program, Um, which is maybe going to be flashy, but also. Maybe not the cleanest of stuff you're going to see in wrestling. And I think that's okay. 
Um, then after the match, after this, uh, we get your your classic uh, Valentine being like, oh, maybe I'm into Jack Evans. Maybe, maybe no. No, that's taboo. Um, but maybe. Um, some real kombucha girl stuff there. Um, we'll see how that plays out long term. Not this episode. Um, but there you go. I think this is the perfect opener. Perfect first yeah, match. As, as far as like a first match to tell you, this is what Wrestling Society X is going to be. This is this is great. I don't know that. And I've seen a lot of first episodes of wrestling promotions. I'm not sure there's any other first match that basically just tells you this is what you're in for. This is what we are. Yeah, and not a lot of first matches in wrestling promotions are allowed to be so outspoken for what it is. Um, just because even something like Lucha Underground or what have you, uh, it doesn't really start out with the most ideal circumstances, and they eventually get to a place where like, okay, this is now where it's we're really found in my groove. Um, they did not have to find their groove. The groove is there. They just dug it. Uh, right. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, and then we get a package for highlight of some tag teams for WMS. Yes, this is really the most like ADD video package I've ever seen. You get like three or four tag teams in there, but this video package is probably less than a minute. Oh yeah, it's just move, 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 move. Um, tag team, tag team, tag team. Uh, and I was like, okay. Trailer Park Boys are in there, and I, I'm going to spoiler the future episodes to say that the Trailer Park Boys are awesome. They really ask. It's They're great. Um, but yeah, this is like, okay, I want more of this tag team division in my eye sockets right now as soon as I saw this. Um, and, and then after this, we get the setup for the WSX Rumble. Um, you're going to get lots of vignettes. You got just incredible. Tony. He's, He's going to so irritating just his movements just the way that he moves his head and his body you just hate that man i just oh my god what a hateable human being yeah and this is probably right before he really just takes a tumble downhill um yeah as in his life so you know that's fucked up but yeah he at least is in some sort of shape, which I saw him this decade, and that didn't go great. Um, we're also setting up New Jack, Chris Hamrick, uh, which is just something okay, else. Okay, I want to say, and after New Jack, you get Teddy Hart, and New Jack and Teddy Hart together, and I'm just thinking, what kind of drug cocktail would you get? You put these two gathers in there, these two guys together, and they just put all the pills and the shit they got together. What kind of crazy drug cocktail would you get with New Jack and Teddy Hart together? Uh, it sounds beautiful. Sounds like you'd be you'd be <laughs> seeing some stuff for some days. Um, but yeah, like this is a just oh we're gonna have a real weird lineup going on here. Um. And then you also see some tension between the tag team of Chaos and Aguilar. Um, yeah. Aaron Aguilar. Aguilar being, uh, what was it, Jesus yeah. in, uh, in WWE, the guy who stabbed John Cena. I don't, it sounds bad when you say it like that. Um, well, I'm just trying to give the listeners some context of who this fellow is. 
Um, he's a big man. He's a big man. Um, he did look tall. He looked tall on WSX. I don't remember him being a big man on WWE TV, but no. that's how it goes with WWE. Well, like, looks like he's like six, five, six, six. He's a tall guy. Yes. Which, by every normal standard, that's a that's a tall individual. Um, for WWE during that period of time that he showed up, you know, he probably was the average Joe, maybe a little bit right, bigger, yeah. but ain't gonna ain't gonna stick out like a sore thumb there. Well, since we're talking about New Jack, there was actually supposed to be, there was a rumor that New Jack was going to be revealed as a guy who stabbed John Cena, which obviously would have set us into a new boom period had that happened, but it didn't. So, unfortunately, we did not get that other boom period. No, I think that's why the wrestling business currently is just in the shitter. Uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. We could have changed history. Um, one day. One day, New Jack, he's still kicking. We we got we got one more shot, I think, at this. We got to get John Cena back from Hollywood to have that great uh, New Jack feud. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That would be the stuff of dreams. <laughs> um, or we could get uh, Denzel's friend New Jack into a movie with John Cena if we remember the Beyond the Mat. Oh my uh, goodness! New Jack trying to get into Hollywood as Denzel's friend. New Jack in the next Funny Fast and the Furious. Movie, Cena and New Jack. <laughs> oh, I was hoping he's going to show up in the Fast and the Furious, and then he's going to rub elbows with Dwayne, um, <laughs> and, and Vinny Diesel there, and we got oh, we're, we're going box office off. records. <laughs> um, so you get you get some vignettes, you get some clips of folks, and. Uh, then we kind of break down the rules of the WSX Rumble. Everyone's draw a number. One and two are going to start. This is, you've been here, you've done this. Every 45 seconds, because we just do not have time for any longer, someone new is going to enter. And I must enter. not have paid much attention to these rules, because once ladders got into play, and people were trying to take contracts off the ceiling, and I was like, wait, what's happening? I thought this was a Rumble. <laughs> yeah, then once everyone's in the match... You can grab one of the contracts up above. Um, a contract is for the yes, world this title is match. A Royal Rumble match that has contracts hanging from the ceiling. Yes. And so those... it's basically a Royal Rumble plus ladder match. I mean, this is really what you would expect from something from TNA. It feels King of the Mountain esque. Well, um, they weren't fighting to get into the ring. That's, that's true. That's true. Well,. Well, um, we'll get to well, that. Well, when Chris Hammer, <laughs> I mean, New Jack followed Chris Hammer basically exactly the thing, but other than that. <laughs> um, so the contracts are for the title match that will happen on episode two. Uh, a wrestler is eliminated if they're thrown over the top, yada, yada, yada. Um, there will be tables, live electrical wires, and exploding pits. They're not going to be messing around with that this first main event. They're like, oh, Rumbles, they're in. They're hot. They're sexy. No, no. If I told you the first match was a great example of what this promotion was going to be, the Rumble takes that to, like, times ten. This is, like, this is what we are. We have explosions. We have shaky cams. Ooh, oh, my God. This is Wrestling Society X. Yeah, so if match one is kind of like what the geek that pitched this idea to MTV 
thought this promotion was going to be. Uh, this is the match that once he walked into the room with MTV, it really became. Um, and they start out with just incredible on Teddy Hart. I genuinely don't know what how a we combination. Yeah, I don't know how we got there. You've got <laughs> a number of folks in this match, and you've decided that yeah, okay, just incredible Teddy Hart. That's good. There we go. That's yeah, your... those both both of those guys are in great shape here in 2020. I'm sure you would love to hang out with them, take them home to mom, and just you know introduce them to their family. Great guys, yeah, wonderful people, wonderful people. You got you, you they got their working boots on. This is going to be just tremendous stuff. Um, no, I have I have genuinely no idea what their the thought process was behind this one and two, but you know more power to you. Um. I will start state one thing that I really like about this rumble and kind of why this is actually a match that I really dig um, is they give like accomplishments of each wrestler as they're entering the ring. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. We did not say that the entrances for WSS are great. They have these little on-screen graphics that uh, tell you the accomplishments of the wrestlers and actually the announcers do a pretty good job of uh, telling you their backgrounds and stuff. I, I think the entrances in WSX are great. Yeah. I very much appreciate when wrestling promotions acknowledge that there's a world of wrestling out there. Um, and I think they do a really good job about that, of that. Um, you know, if they have to sand some edges to get there, I think that is one of my favorite things about this entire match is that every time someone enters, you at least start to have a, immediately a working knowledge of who these folks are. Um, but yeah, uh, I think a Teddy Hart tosses a bottle at, at Crip, at credible and it smacks him right in the face instead of catching it some real um <laughs> kurt angle not catching the band tna um when stings maxim with it uh teddy Hart at one point just does a moonsault for and lands on his feet for no apparent reason and just walks into a super kick yes. um there's just a lot of stuff going on here and this match isn't gonna let you breathe uh for the most part oh no um, oh no! If you can't breathe well, you better hit that asthma inhaler because it's coming hard and fast. No, this guy, this this ain't letting up one bit. Uh, chaos comes in. He's from XPW. Um, and, and let's just say about chaos. Chaos is basically the only person I've ever read anything good about as far as homegrown XPW guys. Now, yeah, I've never, I've never watched any XPW, but he's basically the only guy I've ever heard anything good about from that promotion. Yeah, and this being a West Coast promotion, this being um, having some production from Big Vision Entertainment, there are some strong XPW uh, relations here. Yes. Um, and he's good. He's decent. He's whatever. Like I don't. He's not bad. I, he's not terrible. Um, and now we've got three folks in. I don't find this very eventful. Even if there's a lot of stuff happening, um, no. And, and suddenly, Teddy Hart and Chris, Justin Credible, who've been fighting the whole time, they decide, "Oh, we're gonna double team Chaos." My notes say they do a, a cool double team move, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, um, there's at one point Justin Credible does like a side backbreaker on Chaos. Yeah, that's, that's what. And Teddy Hart does like a move solo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, but then things start to kick really into gear, and the the real players start entering when 
the Booker Vampiro enters. Oh, he was the Booker. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he helped with uh, the booking of this and did some. No, no wonder he comes out like he's goddamn Big Show. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he's not playing. He's like, okay, I'm gonna bust out the the video game offense. Um, you know when not the cool stuff, just like when someone's like, oh, I'm just gonna come in like a house oh, of fire. Man. Oh yeah, it's your your classics. Um. They, and you know he's the Booker just because also the announcers say he's one of the biggest stars in Mexico and all over the world. Um, <laughs> don't. What is this? It's 2005, right? It's not uh, mid-90s where that's actually true. Yes, yes. Um, we might be a little bit past the point of where that's can have any credence there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some, again, he just comes in, hits the smackdown, here comes the pain offense, and... There we go. Okay, I want to say though, when Vampira hits one of his choke slams, they do this crowd cut to this lady yelling, "Oh shit!" And I'm, I'm pretty sure that crowd reaction gets used multiple times throughout this promotion's run. It's called efficiency. It's called efficiency. It's uh, a good crowd shot. I mean, she clearly yells, "Oh shit!" Uh, so, I mean, you want to have a crowd shot after a good move? It's, a, it's not bad. Yeah, what do, we, what do we think? Do we think these are all extras for the crowd, or are we thinking these I don't are know about people of the street? All extras? There's definitely some extras. Yeah, this crowd is far too attractive. Yeah, there's as a lot. As far as women go, there's way too many attractive women in the crowd for me to believe that there's too much glitz and glam here right now um, to really justify that. Um, and then we go to well, then we go to commercial break, and. I don't think it matters. What I like is that the the, the battle rule kept going during the uh, break. We yeah, did not I, come back to where we left off. Yeah, they were like, okay, from what happened during the break segment here, um, and they're like, okay, if we thought we were in hyperdrive before with the amount of stuff they were throwing at you, um, now imagine only a clip show of what happened previously. Um, <laughs> and it was like, oh, wow, there could have been, what if we just did the entire show this structure um, where it's that three and a half minute Matt Seidel, Jack Evans match is now, you know what? 30 seconds. Um, and that's what it feels like here as we see Puma, who I assume is being played by uh, TJ Perkins getting eliminated during the break. Um, and then well, we had- I didn't even, I didn't even catch that. He came in and got eliminated during the break. What an amazing thing. Yeah. I think that's a good bit. Um, I mean, I haven't looked and I haven't watched back to see if Puma ever shows back up in this promotion. Uh, cause if he came <laughs> I in, I hope not. I hate TJ person. Uh, if he what got eliminated shit. during a break, uh, and that was his only for a pre-tape show, of course, and I'll call WSX the best promotion <laughs> That ever booked DJ TJ Perkins because they didn't make the mistake of thinking he was going to be the face of their goddamn cruiserweight division. Yeah, kept him un- kept him masked, eliminated during a, a break, gives him five seconds of airtime, he's out. <laughs> um, and then Alcatraz enters, who's I only know. I don't know from, who that guy is. I only know from this program. Um, yeah, he, he definitely looks racist. Um, yes, he looks like he fits the name of Alcatraz as a uh, skinhead white guy. Yeah, that's the gimmick, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they say that out loud, but it feels pretty clear. Um, and he has a pretty sick shoulder block entering the ring on Vampiro. Um, but now we're back. We're actually back into the action. Um, X-Pac, Six-Pac, 
Sean Waltman, whatever you want to call him, enters. Yeah, um, now during his entrance, he comes out smoking. I'm not sure if he's supposed to be smoking a cigarette or a joint. I'm, he, I'm, so he throws it down right before he gets in the ring. I couldn't, I went back a couple times to try to see if it was, is it a cigarette or is it a joint? I couldn't tell. Maybe they were trying to blur the lines a little bit. I think it's it, it would be the, the reefer. Um, I wouldn't throw the joint down that, that though. I mean, damn, he. Ha- I mean, that's at least he had a whole roach left. I mean, I, I mean, I had a couple hits left. That's very wasteful. I'm sure WSX uh, had a stash in the back. Um, <laughs> I don't think there was any worry that there was going to be. He wasn't ever always going to have more to come back to. Um, and he's immediately hit coming out there, throwing out the the the, the greatest hits. Right, and let me say. WWE stole their current Rumble Rumble formula from WSX. Now you watch those old Rumbles. Everybody can just come in the room and start hitting, come in the ring and start hitting their signature moves. That's only started recently, but that's what happens in this Rumble, and that's what WWE stole. So I like to think that somebody from WWE is watching this and just stole that from them. Oh, if only they could have stolen more. If only they could. Oh, stole they more. stole the shaky cam. We're gonna talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but like you get roundhouses you get the x factors you get the bronco buster oh, lots of x factors there's at least two x factors yeah it's it's the sean want one special like they're not like hey we paid you to be x-pac and, do and you thing. get a bronco buster on teddy hart which is a move that i absolutely hate oh my god i hate that move um and then after this next up it, which is beautiful. Southern wrestling legend Chris Hamrick, as they proclaim. Yes, yes, that's in my notes. Southern <laughs> wrestling legend, and his music is like just, just like random harmonica music. I love it. This is just what somebody on the West Coast thinks Southern people are like. It, and then he's followed to the ring by New Jack. Um, yes, who theory- New Jack doesn't actually like come out on his own. Is him and Chris Hamrick come out at, at basically the same time? Um. To which, when I count this back, I have to go back. I haven't done the math. I'm not sure if New Jack was actually technically supposed to be in the match based on the number of people in this. <laughs> um, but they proclaim Hamrick is a good old country boy. And let's, and quote unquote, let's just say his way of thinking has clashed with New Jack before. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> that. that was a little uh, trying to get you in uh say certain things about Chris Hamrick. Yeah, like they really were selling that. They were really going for it. I was like, oh, blurring the lines. Um, this is going far. Um, and New Jack, who I, I guess is not then would be the de facto babyface in this scenario. Oh sure. Um. Okay. Well, they they pretty much have a pretty, I think, awesome sequence of stuff go on between these two, and I think we could have just done the whole match. Um, where they're just doing absolute bullshit. Um, My only problem with the New Jack Chris Hamrick stuff is I I didn't really pay that much attention to the rules. Did they specifically state that you had to go over the top rope or not? Or just you just had to go out of the ring? Because New Jack never goes over the top rope. They did say you have to go over the top rope. Yeah, he doesn't. He goes out between the ropes to follow Chris Hamrick out and... But whatever. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, Hamrick doesn't get tossed out immediately. Lands in the apron, and then New Jack bumps him off. And Hamrick yeah, he's just... on the apron. New Jack bumps him off the apron. It looks like he just barely hits the table that he's supposed to go through. Mostly, he just hits the damn concrete. Yeah, he does just a beautiful somersault. Um, flying through the air, 
barely gets yeah, to the then, table. And then New Jack just goes out between the ropes to follow him out, and he's eliminated. Yeah, it's just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> um, New Jack, severely unhappy with this call, um, brings in the referee to the ring, smacks him with the loaded guitar. Now, New Jack with the guitar is always fun to me, and I have in my head fantasy booked New Jack versus Jeff Jarrett in TNA in a battle of guitars, which I think would have made them the number one promotion in the United States had they done that, but they didn't. So now TNA is what it is. It's what it's always been because they did not do that feud. Yeah, and now you have Tommy Dreamer out there in um, Road Warrior Paints. He's going to listen to this podcast and he's going to DM both of us. Let's not do that. No, he, w- he would never. He would never. Doesn't have the guts. I heard he's quite the vanity searcher. Um, he doesn't have he doesn't have the capabilities to search our audio here, though. So it's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I the entire night the episode, I guess, commentary loses their absolute minds. This is the most they've been into anything. They yes, they're very excited by New Jack hitting the referee with the guitar. Everyone at the commentary just blows their minds. They're just like this is the greatest thing. We've ever seen. Um, wrestling is back on U.S. soil. God bless. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, it's a very good bit. Um, but continuing on, um, I don't have a lot of stuff written down other than Chaos gets backdropped by Luke Hawks, who is not in the match. He is the partner of Alcatraz into a pit of electrical wire. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Now I wrote this down and I timed it. Okay, in a span of 13 seconds, we get chaos being slammed into live wires, which causes an explosion. We immediately cut to New Jack jumping off of a shipping container onto Chris Hamrick, who is laying on a table. And then that's immediately followed by Alcatraz getting kicked off the apron through a table by Vampiro. In 13 seconds, we get an explosion and two table bumps. Um, yeah. I'm impressed. This oh. is amazing. WSX tells you this is what we are, goddammit. If you don't like it, watch something else. This is what we are. This is Wrestling Society X. Explosions, table bumps, and nonsense. And I love it. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. And I think um, 13 seconds, if depending where you count from, um, it could be even shorter. Um, it might have been. <laughs> it is. The it most wasn't l- longer than 13 no, seconds. No, no. Absolutely not. It's the most ludicrous series of events. Um, you're gonna see in a match, probably ever. Right. Um, you just don't get this anywhere else other than wrestling society X. And somehow they followed that all up, that beauty with the last entry. And I don't know. Okay, um, see, I was gonna ask you. You just immediately said, "I don't know. I don't know who this guy is either." Youth uh, suicide. Youth suicide. I'm like, man, you really don't know how to sh- do a rumble if your last person <laughs> is fucking youth suicide, who I don't know. Um, yeah, see, this is like that guy on the early uh, Juggalo shows, the early uh, Juggalo championship wrestling shows that they would send out to wrestle Abdullah the Butcher. Just like the friend of the promoter, he's sitting out there to just get killed and murdered and thrown on the thumbtacks because you don't want to pay anyone any actual money to do that. That's who I'm pretty sure you suicide is. He's just a guy who's 
a friend of whoever's running this shit show. And they're just like, ah, just go out there and fall on some thumbtacks. Somebody gives a shit about you. Just go out there and kill yourself. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, He was trained by Supreme. Again, um... What a great trainer. Man, that just gets you into any wrestling promotion in the world. I was trained by Supreme. Oh, wow. Well, we're going to give you this great push in New Japan Pro Wrestling and trained by Supreme. Uh, so, yeah, again, again, going back to the XPW ties. Um, going through here, uh, for some reason, his WrestlingData.com profile says he was trained by Supreme Scott Casey. and Scott Casey, the jiggle. And... Nick Bobwinkle. Uh, nah, 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 that's some bullshit going on here. So not exactly <laughs> sure how they uh, landed on that one, um, but whatever, I guess. Um, so you suicide. He looks like the most nondescript white guy with a fedora you've ever seen. Um, yes, he's very nice guy esque with his fedora. Um. Yeah, he, he, he pretty much adds nothing to this match also, by the way. Um, no, he's just there to get thrown through the thumb, the thumbtacks that he gets that he introduces into the match. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So following his entry, you have Teddy having the rope, top rope pulled on him, and he just goes flying through a table. Um, Vampiro powerbombing used to his side onto thumbtacks, which you mentioned, suicide poured himself. Yes. Um, Six Pac, who has done pretty much nothing of note since he does his roundhouse kick X Factors and Rockle Buster from I have no idea how long ago. Right. Now. He did a very WWE Rumble <laughs> thing where he came in the room, hit all the signature moves, and he basically just hit in the corner for the rest of the thing. And he grabs the contract, one of the contracts from up top. Right. And this was the first time that I realized that there was even contracts above the ring. It's like, why are people sent to the ladder? Oh, oh, okay. All and right. They're just little rolls of paper, too. There's not like a whole clipboard or a no, situation. I put a, I put a picture of it on Twitter. It's the most <laughs> low rent, low budget bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I wonder how that stuff didn't just fall from a the AC in the building. I'm like, that does not look really secured. Um, but he's got your first contract. Uh, somehow they've decided that youth suicide, you know, he needs to get his, his shine back here and he's climbing the ladder again. Um, but this time it's exploding pit time. And he gets tossed into the exploding pit and the most bonkers special effects explosion. They decide to shoot off here for, I would say no reason, but I've seen it, and it is for every reason imaginable. <laughs> right. This is where I believe that Kevin Gunn, Kevin Dunn got the idea for the shaky cam. Because you never saw you never saw the shaky cam in pro wrestling until WSX. And this explosion right here where you suicide gets thrown through whatever he gets thrown through that causes the explosion, and then the explosion causes the shaky cam. It's it's perfect, and from my understanding, it's this is very an extra funny spot, um, mostly because there are real explosions apparently that are happening during this time, and they managed to make it look 
very much not the case by adding <laughs> seven degrees of additional explosions overlaid on top of this. Oh, they do worse ridiculous special effects, but I'll leave that for you to do in future episodes. Um, but it's not great. It's not great. Um, I appreciate that these folks are literally tossing themselves into exploding pits only for it not to work out in their favor. Um, <laughs> then... For, I, I don't understand what, why this is all happening, but Six Pac is shaking the ladder when Justin He's Credible already out of the match. Yeah, already out of the match. No. Doesn't seem to really. And be, that's his buddy. That's his like good friend. Yeah, shaking the ladder when Justin Credible and Vampiro are going up. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really don't know what he's trying to get across here. Who he's trying to help necessarily. Um, and then no, no real pop circumstance here. Vampiro just grabs the second contract. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. And speaking of it coming out of nowhere, Vampiro grabs the contract, and, like, basically that's it. show goes off the air. They go to credits. Yeah, like, he grabs it. Feet touch the mat. We're out. There we go. <laughs> and credits. Um, episode two, who coming at you. Um, yeah, this is a very odd way to end an episode that was go, 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 go. Yeah, um, this was somewhat of an anticlimactic ending for a episode that just beats you over the head with big moves and explosions. Yeah, this is like a Wild E. Coyote uh, kind of stuff here um, as they're just running, 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 and it feels like they just literally ran out of road um, for this episode. <laughs> uh, so it just ends. I, I don't quite get that, but it is what it is. Um, an unfitting ending, the story of Wrestling Society X. Um, and that's episode one. Well, maybe it is a fitting ending. It just <laughs> ended out of nowhere, just like the whole promotion. Exactly, it ended out of nowhere. Um, it was gone before you knew it. Um, after you fallen in love, and right. that's episode right. one. W- what are your thoughts on episode one of Wrestling Society X? I like it. It's not my. It's not my cup of tea. It's not what I would usually go out of my way to watch as far as a wrestling product, but. It's it it just lays out. This is what we want to be. This is our vision, and this is what we are. And if you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah, and I respect that. Yeah, this is it's not trying to be something. It's not trying to be something. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like this is a entire series of a entire existence of a wrestling promotion. Um, you can watch in probably about four hours. Um. If you really yeah, want to. don't just skip out on the extra stuff. Watch whatever the stuff that didn't actually air on the actual program. There was like the secondary show. Watch that stuff too. It's all good. It's all worth it. It's all worth the time. I think episode one, we're off to a great start. We've established what Wrestling Society X is. This is wrestling, not for the MTV generation, but for um, real world versus road, uh, road rules. Um, yes challenge this is that type of wrestling promotion um ironically when the miz was the biggest star in reality tv um so there you go that's episode one imagine the miz, imagine the miz on the show oh my god it, i wonder what he could do with just five seconds to say literally anything um and that's about it um that's episode one of wrestling society x that is episode one of we don't know wrestling society x any any parting words any plugs that you would like to give Ah, uh, Chris. 
Um, not really. Just check out my YouTube channel if you like old school wrestling. It's uh, youtube.com slash Armstrong Alley. See a lot of uh, Continental Southeastern on there. My Twitter is at Crispy Lettuce, where I tell you that I don't like old people and that I don't like modern wrestling. Sometimes I put some gifs up if I'm actually watching wrestling. That's about all I had to plug. I love it. Thank you for being on. Um, I thank you for inviting me on a podcast. First person to invite me on a podcast. Look at this. this I have a great voice. I have great opinions. How dare someone not invite me on their podcast? Oh, congrats. You got something for your reel. You can send that to the your Bixes and Chris's of the world. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the real players in the game. Um Thank you for being on, and thank you all for listening.